Halito, and welcome to Native Chalk Talk, a podcast by Natives for all. Here, we're keeping our Native ancestors' stories and history alive, while also sharing with you our Native cultures, traditions, and more. I'm Rachel Youngman, a Choctaw originally from Anadarko, Oklahoma. I hope you'll enjoy this journey with me as we learn from our Native American guests. And stay tuned for the end of each episode, where we'll talk about some great ways to support Native causes and or Native-owned businesses. Let's get started. But first, a word from our sponsor. The Choctaw Nation has always provided a foundation upon which a future can be built. From our home in Southeast Oklahoma to a bingo hall that grew to be one of the largest casinos in the world. Today's summer school programs lay the groundwork for a love of learning. Small business programs support local economies. And with over 10,000 jobs created, Choctaw offers financial stability to tribal members and our neighbors. Together we build success because together we're more. I'm sitting here with my guest, Shauna Williams, who's going to help me talk through the history and Choctaw influence of lovely Hochatown. Shauna, why don't you start us off a little bit about yourself and the good work you do for the Choctaw tribe? My name is Shauna Williams. Uh, I'm the director of real estate development. So I work in construction project management all across the tribal reservation. And uh, I actually grew up just north of Hochatown in a small town called Smithville. Okay. It's the northern most town of McCurtain County. And uh, as I was in high school, I worked at a little cafe in, in Hochatown. And of course, was constantly going to Broken Bow Lake and of course coming to Broken Fun. Bow for different things. Uh, I played softball and Broken Bow and, and Batiste a lot. So mm-hmm. have a lot of um, history and experience in the, um, uh, in the area. And um, I've slowly started getting back to Hochatown with some of the stuff the tribe has going on and looking forward to spending more time in the area. That's great. That's exciting. And I love what you're doing. That must be a really fun job uh, for the tribe. Now, since Native Chalk Talk is a podcast about our Native ancestral stories, before we go into the history of Hochatown, I'd love to hear of your family's history, if you'd like to share. Absolutely. Um, my family, again, we're, we're from Smithville. All of my mom's family, her, her father and her mother, my grandma and grandpa, they both grew up. They were born in Ludlow, Oklahoma, okay. um, which is just east of Smithville, um, north of north of Hochatown. Um, so they grew up there. We have strong roots there. Uh, my dad's family is from Texas, but, you know, interestingly enough, one of his uncles actually got into some trouble with the law and <laughs> and came to the, the mountains um, in the Smithville area and hid out. So he no has way. roots there, too. Yeah, there, there was a rock house that he built, and the uh, the chimney is still there. I so love it. So have, have a lot of ties to, to, um, to the area on both sides of the family, and, and that's where all of my family still lives. Um, and so it's, it's a very special place, and I definitely want to move back there someday. Absolutely. And so is the Choctaw side on your mom's side or dad's side or both? It's on my mom's side. Yeah. It's on my mom's side. Yeah. yeah. Do you know how far back that history goes? Do you know all the way back to say Mississippi or? Yeah, like I think uh, with my, my grandmother, she's, she's the one that's Choctaw and her family name is Ludlow. Mm-hmm. And, um, and yeah, they, they were, they all settled in the Ludlow Octavia area um, when they came over from Town named after them. Huh? Yeah, absolutely. Pretty cool. Very interesting. Um, Anything else you want to share about? No. Okay. No. I'm going to look up that Ludlow name. I love just kind of hearing about people's mm-hmm. stories. It's so much fun. Yeah, the, the Ludlow Cemetery was actually, so my um, my my grandmother, who's Choctaw, her, her father was full-blood Choctaw and her mother was white, and her mother's father 
he was one of the first white men to come over into the Honubi Ludlow area wow. and uh, kind of settle in amongst all of the Choctaws. And um, he actually donated the land to for the um, Ludlow Cemetery. Okay. And so he's buried there. Again, all my family is buried there. So, so again, a very, very, very special place. Wow, I love that. Such a great story and history. So I think it's very important that we all keep those stories alive so that our grandkids can hear them too. There's so much interesting stuff here to cover about this Oklahoma town's history. First off, going way back, the Caddo Indians were first in this area from 1000 to 1791 AC. You'd think when the government was resettling the natives during the removal that the Caddo would have been designated this southeast corner of Oklahoma, but not so because their settlements and relocations tended to shift quite a bit. In fact, in 1835, they relocated to Mexico, but Americans took over some of that territory too until eventually the Caddo were moved into Indian territory to a newly allotted area in 1859. Interesting side note, Choctaws that were in Mississippi would hunt buffalo over in the West in the 1700s. And they'd also take on some fights with their Osage and Caddo enemies while there. So the Caddo and Choctaw had crossed paths before. So fast forward to 1820, that Southeast area of Oklahoma is allotted to the Choctaw and the white folks who were living there at the time were moved to make way for the Choctaw. And Shauna, tell us what happened next. Well, most people think that the removal uh, began in 1832. You hear a lot about 1832, um, even um, with some of the, again, the recent development. The casino in Durant has a steakhouse called the 1832 Steakhouse. And of course, they got the name from there. So it's, but it start, the, the removal started before then. The Treaty of Doak Stand was signed before the Indian Removal Act of 1830. Mm-hmm. So there were some small groups that Chief Greenwood LaFleur had already started moving over to this area in the 1820s. So then on what most of us know as the Trail of Tears, the Choctaws were removed from their homelands in Mississippi um, starting in 1832 and ceded 11 million acres to the government. There were about 12 families who headed over to what's now called Hochatown, uh, which is east of the Mountain Fork River, and started to settle that area. Awesome. So where did Hochatown get its name, and what was it like here in those days, you think? Well, there's a lot of different theories, um, <laughs> but some say that one of the family's name was Hocha, and that's how that's how it started. It really was a good place for the Choctaw to end up. The soil was fertile. There was lots of water and wildlife, so a really good place um, to make a living. So sounds like it was then, like it is now, beautiful and useful land. Yes, and there was a big lumber industry, uh, just as there is now, but the, the industry slowed down a little in the 1920s, which was also the time of Prohibition. Uh, the perfect storm also came about when there was a corn and cotton bust. Mm-hmm. So with farmers having an overabundance, what do you think they turn to as their next commerce? Uh, I'm thinking since you said Prohibition, perhaps a little old bootlegging. <laughs> yep. And the Mountain Fork River here was perfect because of the clear waters. And, you know, that they say that's the secret to making good moonshine. Oh, yeah. I'll keep that in mind if I'm ever making some (laughs) good times. Uh, And so thus, Hochatown is also known as the moonshine capital of Oklahoma, which was originally termed by a federal agent during a trial in Muskogee. And it all makes sense to me personally now. Some people are descendants of chiefs, where I, on the other hand, am a descendant of some pretty reckless hoodlums who lived in this area and were also being put in jail for distilling the good stuff. So I'm definitely proud. You know, they may be my hoodlums, but they're my ancestors and somebody's got to love them. 
Now, something super interesting about this town is that the Hocha town we're sitting in right now is not the Hocha town of yesteryear. Tell us more about that, Shauna. Originally, Hocha town was located in the Apokshanubi district of the Choctaw Nation in Bokhtuklo. Uh, but in the 1960s, the government wanted to create Broken Bow Lake uh, for flood control, for recreation. Uh, so there was a lot of reasoning for the creation of the Broken Bow Lake. So you're telling me the original town is now underwater? Yes, it is. It's now under 200 feet of water. Wow. So what did they do with the town? In 1963, the post office closed. And in 1966, the very last family left. Um, but they did relocate the cemetery and the church. So that's not underwater. Nice. I'm glad they thought of that. So if I were to go diving, what would I see down there? Besides mud and dirt. <laughs> Some really large catfish. Nice. <laughs> Got it. So the history geek in me wants to take scuba lessons and grab a waterproof metal detector and go digging. Does anybody do that? Oh, yeah. There, there's a lot of scuba divers and diving that's done in the lake. Nice. Well, let's talk then about the newest Hocha Town location today. It looks like there's so much to do here. There is, and it continues to grow Every day, um, there is something new today. Um, but some of you know some of the I don't the areas that have been there: Beavers Bend State Park, mm -hmm. um, Hocha Town, the the state park, the golf course, um, of course, just the the lake, all the activities there. Those are some of the staples that have been there for years. Um, you know, you can hike, you can walk trails, but now there gets to be more of the commercial development too. So mm -hmm. you have all these restaurants and shops and breweries and wineries and it, it really is something for everyone not nice. to mention all of the beautiful cabin development to go there and stay and get away from oh it's gorgeous my cousin matt that i'm going to talk about later he takes pictures of those cabins that are for sale or rent or whatever and they're just amazing they are incredible so and they also go hunting here so i've heard it's also called the deer capital of the world too so it's the deer and moonshine capital food and drink so is moonshine still distilled here today it probably is um <laughs> <laughs> you can neither neither confirm nor deny i, I can't confirm nor deny <laughs> But there is a, a legal uh, distillery in Hocha Town, Hocha Town Distilling, and they make a, you know, they, they of course have done a good job um, with keeping um, that history and legacy um, mm -hmm. for Hocha Town going. Um, so it's really exciting, exciting to see that establishment doing so well. But there may be other rumors of that hooch is still being made out in the mountain woods. <laughs> nice. <laughs> So any listeners out there who like moonshine or want to give it a try, Hocha Town is your place. Now, there's also a big, hairy, elusive friend in Hocha Town that has made his way into your hearts and your hunts. Ah, uh, yes. Bigfoot. Do tell. Bigfoot is definitely a staple in um, in southeastern Oklahoma, in the Ouachita Mountains, and even in Hocha Town. I, Bigfoot is almost the the unaffected. I wouldn't even say almost. It is the mascot of Hocha Town. That they've done a great job, <laughs> I think, with with marketing and branding. Um, and and it's it's a fun character. Um, but then there are some hunters, elders that that do have some um, pretty incredible Bigfoot stories that they've seen something out in the woods that they just can't explain. Nice. I hear there were over 100 sightings in one month alone one year. It sounds like I need to get my camouflage, shotgun, and hooch and get hunting. <laughs> but ironically, after this, I'm on my way to meet with a Bigfoot hunter. No joke. <laughs> 
I wouldn't be surprised in this area. <laughs> I love it. And then there's the, is it the Honobi? Honobi. Honobi Bigfoot Festival coming up too, yeah, right? Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a big deal. Um, that They've done a great job in that area to promote um, tourism and to bring people to the area, but it gives everyone a chance to tell their Bigfoot stories nice. also. <laughs> I, there's also a, a film crew in the area doing a documentary on Bigfoot, which, which oh, is exciting nice. to see what happens with that. Yeah, I'll be looking for that for sure. So for some of us who like to take a break from our hunting to go do a little shopping, what's the shopping like here? The shopping continues to grow as well. There, there's a lot of little shops popping up, uh, even through our, our Choctaw small businesses, which we call our Tutapreneurs. Yeah. Um, we have a lot of them in the Hochatown, Broken Bow, Audubon area. So there, there's definitely a lot of boutiques, um, sporting goods. It, there's shopping for anyone and everyone in the area. Nice. So everybody, let's, I would say ladies, but it's for the men too. Everybody get together. Come down here, do your hunting, your shopping, your fishing, your swimming, all of the good stuff. And as I always say, shop local. Also shop native, but if you can shop local and native, even better. By the way, I have to give a great big shout out to my cousin, Matt Cameron, as I mentioned earlier. He lives in Broken Bow and is an amazing photographer. Um, he doesn't just do the commercial photography. He also does people and just about anything you need. So check out Cameron Photography on Facebook, y'all. And if you do talk to him, tell him Rachel sent you and remind him that I am his favorite cousin. Also, don't ask him about my bad parking jobs. He wouldn't tell you anyway because he's that good of a cousin. Okay, what else would you like to share? Are there any other notable stories that you have about your real cool town? I think the, the most notable thing that I'd, I'd like to share, and I know I mentioned it in the beginning, is um, I've been spending more time in Hochatown. Um, there's a lot of exciting things going on in the Hochatown area. Uh, one of them being, um, you know, a, a potential project that the Chalk Foundation is going to do. Very exciting. Um, we don't have approval yet on it. And so it's not something I can uh, talk d details or specifics. Mm -hmm. um, but I, I think Chief will hopefully be making an announcement soon. He may even make it before this this uh, podcast is released. But it's going to be really exciting for the area. It's going to, you know, create some jobs and, and I think complement um, what they've done in Hochatown bringing something really unique to that area. So exciting. I so wish I knew what it was. I'm so curious, but we'll all keep an eye out for you. So where can folks go to check out more about Hochatown? I think the best place um, to check out Hochatown is on social media. They, mm -hmm. They've done a great job with their um, their Facebook pages, um, Hochatown groups, the Hochatown uh, Historical Association. Mm -hmm. um, they do a good job with keep with promoting um, things that are going on in Hochatown. So that would be a great place for folks to look at, I think. Great, great. And I also recently discovered a great podcast called Hosting Hochatown. I've really enjoyed listening to that. So I recommend just go Google it. You'll find it. I'll be sure to share more information on my Native Chalk Talk Facebook page. So listeners, please be sure to check it out. I think you'll really enjoy some of the information you see about Hochatown. And Shauna, yakoki for your time, my fellow Choctaw friend. Thank you for opening up this Hochatown world for myself and my listeners. I may not have moonshine in my hands at the moment, but nevertheless, cheers. Cheers, and yakuki to you. Potential is everywhere in the Choctaw people. It's in our schools and students. It's in our small businesses and entrepreneurs. Potential is in our lifestyle and health. It's in our culture and heritage. Passion and commitment is in our blood. 
ingenuity, and economy are a tradition. And the Chutla Foundation was founded for this potential, to cultivate minds and hearts, to stimulate ideas and passions, to extend lives and improve health through education, and to preserve and promote the power of our past. The Chata Foundation, meeting the potential of the Choctaw people. Thanks for listening to Native Choctaw. Be sure to join our community on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Simply search for Native Choctaw. That's Native, C-H-O-C-T-A-L-K. And check us out at nativechoctaw.com. Stay tuned for the next episode. You're going to love it. Yakoki. Thank you, my friends.